eavesdrop on us. Eavesdrop while we're getting ready. Hunter went to run out. Jim's going to be here any minute. It's just just me and Danny Palm. Palm? Palm. Palm. Oh, this? You're talking about this? All right. Yeah. We'll fix that. So, like, we do a lot of sound checking, make sure, like, Danny's back there making sure all, everyone's uh, everyone's on the same level and all that good stuff. Just some behind-the-scenes stuff. Hello, people. Yeah. Hello, people. So, on the podcast today, I'm looking forward to talking about Brawlenberg 15. It's a great show. We'll talk about that. A lot of, I mean, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff to talk about. Uh, We just recorded, Hunter just recorded a podcast with uh, Mason DeLess. That'll be out probably in the next day or two. Um, He has a little bit of posts to do, I think. Um, Just adding some highlights in and stuff like that. As they talk about stuff, he's going to add some stuff in. But um, we're live here today. Hunter went to grab a couple beverages, so he ran out, and uh, yeah, you're just eavesdropping. We'll, 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 be go, we'll actually be starting the actual podcast around 2 o'clock, so we have about seven minutes-ish um, before we actually really, really start. But here's the funny thing, is Hunter... And Jim both don't know that, like, we're live now. So Hunter's going to come strolling in here. He'll have no idea. Here's calling me right now. Let's let's see if we can eavesdrop on this call. Hold on. Hello? Never mind. I'm an idiot. Peace. All right. Well. I agree. <laughs> so I... You know, Hunter said, ah, I want to get a beer for this podcast. And I said, well, just go to my house because I live pretty close to the studio. And so that was him probably not being able to get into my garage and putting the wrong number in or something. Who knows? Jim is uh, due to arrive at right around two, he said. So he's getting off work, coming here and, uh, and podcasting away. So... For those of, for anyone that's like watching this right now, I'm gonna give you a little insider. We have to change the date of the award show. Danny, do you even know this? You don't know this. Okay, we're changing the date of the award show due to a conflict in Hunter's schedule. He's a busy guy. Listen, the guy is so popular. He's just um you know, he's just not able to be there on the 30th. So we originally intended on 1230. And we're moving it to January 5th. So it's going to be January 5th at 7 p.m., which gives us a little bit extra time to, you know, with with the show that just happened, we, we, we made a couple additions Um alterations to who the nominees were uh, for the awards. Uh, This should all be actually, Jim hasn't been a part of that. 
Um, so this might be all new to Jim. It, he might have seen it. We have like a a program we share. I don't know if he can see it or not, but we kind of listed list stuff in there. He, so he may have happened upon it, but he other unless he happened upon it, he doesn't know who the nominees are that we've and we whittled them down. We had uh you know, some people listed as nominees just cuz we were trying to like stockpile a, a comprehensive list and we could kind of, you know, eliminate ones once we had the full list and see see how many we had. But one thing we didn't want to do is like nominate someone just to have like the right number of nominations. And so we didn't do that. If you're nominated for something, we legitimately um, feel like, you know, you are worthy of that nomination. Um, and in the right, you know, the right situation could, 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 you know, win that. Um, I'm also thinking about adding, uh, we probably are going to add, I'm thinking Hunter and I were in the car for a long time on Monday and we talked about adding a category and, and we just, what we came up with is like pro MVP and AMI MVP and what MVP has to do with essentially is like, so all of that other stuff was like fighting and, you know, it's really important that, you know, when when fighters take a fight and they promote it and they sell tickets and they do all those things, that's the other side of the business that means a lot. Like, we, we 247 Fighting Championships doesn't stay in business because of anything like our, our marketing or anything like that. We stay in business because the fighters are act, the fighters who actively sell tickets and um, are you know, getting all their friends and family, making sure they all get tickets. It's not a fun part of the game. Like no one likes to do it, but guess what? That's how we stay in business. That's how fighters make money. Um, you know, in, in regional MMA pro fights, like you can't make enough to live off of. But if you're selling tickets and you're, you know, finding sponsors and you're really pushing hard, you can make a living off of it. And people have done it. And people still do it. Um, people have done it in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's not easy. And like I said, like that's no part. That's a part of the game that no one wants to. You know, it's you don't like nagging people to buy tickets. But at the same time, like in the sales world, like people don't buy the first time. They don't buy the second time. It usually takes a bunch of times, a bunch of attempts in order to get someone to make the purchase. And so. Um, we're going to have a category called MVP for pros MVP for there's no nominees cause it's not a vote. It's, it's the person that has promoted and sold, um, the most in, in the year, in the past year. So we're excited about that. I am at least now I hear, I hear Hunter coming in here. They have no, they literally have no idea. We're already on live. So let's just kind of see how much they swear in real life and the things they talk about let's kind of see what things they talk about because they have no idea okay that's pretty good so there's santa jim we're live we're live we're live 
I, I gave people a sneak peek. I was talking about stuff, you know. And 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 it takes, you know, it takes a little while for people to to get to get hooked up, to get the feed. Groove is in the hot, so there's no there's no chit chat. You guys all of a sudden got all quiet. Oh, they're live. Oh, never mind. I won't. I won't. Well, there was chit chat out there. We were talking about you. Well, it was picked up on the. These mics are awfully sensitive, and we're gonna have to run it back and see what you guys were saying. One. Jim doesn't know how to work that. He's having I, a lot of trouble. Uh, there. They're backwards. I think. Yeah, yeah. The red is right. Blue red is right left. returning. Red is right. Ruffles you have ridges. Do you want a beer, Jim? I got Blue Moon. You, wait, you didn't get the IPA stuff? I did, but I know Jim's favorite is Blue Moon. So okay. I got Blue Moon for okay. Jim. I was going to say, like, haha, he got my favorite. You know, I'm getting citrus. Although that haze is pretty The haze is good. Yeah. I don't know if these are Twisty Boys or not. But I think I they're they Twisty Boys. Jimothy? Did you guys know Jim is short for Jimothy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought we discussed this, though, because there's... Oh, yeah, Jimmy Danny Timmy. Danny Manny. Yeah, yeah. And Jimmy Timmy. Jimmy Timmy. <laughs> Ryan Brian. My middle name is not Brian, but I would, it should I would no, legit no, it change yeah. it. I thought it was. It definitely should be. I named Austin's middle name is Boston. Nice. Yeah. You were uh, Hunter Punter? Hunter Punter. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a punter named Hunter? Uh, Hunter I'm the punter? Sure. No, I Hunter mean, like, punter? NFL, no. Hunter the Punter wasn't a thing. Maybe. Not that I know of, though. Yeah, guys. Um, Brawl in the Bird, 16, coming up. No. Yeah. Yeah. 16's coming up. I, I, I said that on accident. I meant to say 15. Oh. Brawlenberg 15. We're a couple days out. You know, we have, like, just like fighters, I'm sure experience. I've never, you know, obviously fought, but we have a... We, you mean we're, we're on it's high. coming up? You said a couple days out. Yeah. No, we're... we're <laughs> I got to check my paperwork. <laughs> we're, we're a couple days from it, and I, I can tell you... From like me personally, I have a high the next day or two at least. I think it's kind of worn off, like, but I think fighters experience the same kind of thing. Um, I, I, I like to kind of calm down before we kind of analyze things. And you know, we were already talking matching the next, you know, that night, even, yeah. Um, but like, what are you guys like a couple days later? What are your guys' thoughts on the card, the event, the night? All that good stuff. Go ahead, Jim. I was super impressed by a chin, and that was that was the that was the first part first of, first first of the night. I thought, okay, early stoppage, and I was joking around with somebody with the commission and saying that here are the insurance forms. <laughs> I'm probably going to print some extras because it's going to be a rough night. And that was that was Rock'em Sock'em Robot that first first I, bout. Seriously, Tim why don't you say that? Von because I literally I literally said that on the at the intermission when we were yeah yeah I yeah said it was, I said it was Rock'em Sock'em, but no one would go down. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys were nuts. I mean, after a fight for me, part of my job is like going through the clips, making a little video, like keep the hype rolling, photos, videos, all that stuff. And that was the first clip I thought of. I'm like, ah, oh, a video of Tim Von Biedenfeld just eating punches and smiling. Like, that's <clears> obvious. <throat> got to get that out there. So we got that out there. 
Go check it out on our Instagram if you guys want to see a clip. Or even better yet, Ryan Middleton and Jimothy Mooney. Go check it out on 247 Live. What's that? Tell, tell me what that's all this about. This app is now available on Roku, iOS, and Apple TV, or just any old web browser. If you want to watch every 247 Fighting Championships event ever, stream 247live.com. And individual fights. You can find it's like it's like UFC Fight Pass Pittsburgh. No, it truly is. That's exactly what it is. And it looks better. And it, yeah, but better, obviously. I mean, Hunter like built it, so you know it's the best. In fact, if you guys are watching this podcast right now, you are on stream247live.com, so you're halfway there. Yeah, if you're listening to this, you're missing out, and you're not live. Like, this is happening before you actually heard it if you're not watching on 247live. Exactly. So you get to see our hideous mugs and get first access to information who wouldn't do <laughs> who, that who would turn that down <laughs> but in all honesty the roku app i i primarily use roku at home i'm not from upper st Clair. i don't have an apple tv but i do have a roku oh, that's uh, that uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, apple tv's <laughs> upper st Clair thing <laughs> dude absolutely take a poll Wait, Take a poll, bro. Okay, okay. so they've <laughs> sold 8 billion Apple TVs all in all Upper St. Clair. All in Upper St. Clair, literally every yeah. single one. I asked the Apple store. I was at the Ross Park Mall the other day at the Apple oh, store. Oh, the Ross Park Mall. Yeah. Yeah, we don't Apple have store. one of those here. Yeah, South Hills Village is totally not comparable. It is not. I can't you got even. Galleria? Ross Park well, you Mall. You guys got the Galleria, compa- too. Okay, no one goes there. Williams-Sonoma slaps. Slaps. Seriously, William, the Roku app looks great. How are you feeling, I Hunter? I feel fantastic. Okay, good. Because Hunter was hunt Hunter. Oh, our little Hunter. Poor little Hunter. Our little, poor little Hunter. He sounded. He answered the phone. He was like, "It was Tuesday." <laughs> it was Tuesday morning, and he answers the phone. I don't feel so good. Is verbatim. That is exactly what I said. Yeah. I got the post-fight sickies, so I'm still congested. You can probably hear, but I'm I'm good. Here's well, you. I mean, you gotta ha- you're gonna have to nose laugh a couple <laughs> times today. <laughs> Might blow some snot on the mic if I did. So the funny, I was literally harassing Hunter and I were in the vehicle, and and I, and I like never noticed it before, but Hunter nose laughs a lot, <clears throat> and so I never noticed it either. Like, and we were driving, and I hear him nose laugh. I'm like. Bro, you nose laugh like all the time. No, not not freaky breathing. But I was like, you nose laugh all the time. And he's like, really? Do I? And then every time oh. he started nose laughing, he would catch himself yeah, after that. I was that. like, oh, no, I'm nose laughing. I never noticed that. No. Everything is like moderately funny to me, I think. Like everything. <laughs> Even Ryan. So... Come That's on, why bro. I nose laugh. Yeah. Like, not... I thought we had a discussion coming in. It's true, we did. Yeah, about you. What it's was true. the discussion coming? I don't in? know. Check the mics. I mean, we were, yeah, that's right. <laughs> these are, you said these are sensitive. We were, uh, we, my audience and I were talking about you guys too. So there. Oh, that's Boom. cute, dude. Speaking of audiences, shout out the Monroeville crowd. That was a big crowd, dude. That was a really nice. But crowd. why were they so quiet? I'm gonna say it now. I'm gonna say it. No, no. I'll tell you why they were quiet. It wasn't quiet later. It was quiet True. early. That first fight, Rock'em Sock'em, Colton Musgrove, Tim. Like, it, they should have been going You nuts. could hear pin. It was crazy. Do you know why? Now I do. You explained it already, but explain it for the listener. Here's 
like that's the problem with not selling any tickets is your fight sounds like a ghost town. Yeah. When when you don't sell tickets, no one knows you like you're making your debut or like you know, you're you're in your second fight or even your third fight. Like if you don't sell tickets, if you don't have your friends, family, all those people there like that's what it's going to sound like and that doesn't lead to you being considered an MVP. Right. That's very true. So Colton, unfortunately, got disqualified back at Bitby 13 for an illegal shot to a down opponent. Bounced back with a big win here. And now... Huge win. He and his wife are expecting a baby. So big kudos to Colton. He might be taking some time off to be a dad. That's really cool. Congratulations. How do you... I mean, Hunter, you... You, like... You have an interest in that, right? How's that? Oh, kids? Yeah. Yeah, totally. What did you say to me yesterday when I said your 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 Christmas present to me could be babysitting my three kids for a month? I was like, you don't have to pay me for three months, and I won't. I'd rather I'd rather not get paid than have to babysit your kids. That's awesome. Not that your kids aren't awesome, because they are legitimately really good kids, right? No, yeah, you pronounced it wrong. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, they're pretty awesome, but babysitting not so sure about that they, they are awesome you just ask them they'll tell you oh, <laughs> make sure you don't even have to ask actually yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no asking needed yeah it must i don't know it must run in the family <laughs> <laughs> i want to know you guys as we did this last time and it was kind of fun i want to know the fight of the night picks because i feel like this was to me when i look back on this card this was an extremely competitive card Shout out Jim Mooney, Danny Palm for the matchmaking. Those were some killer fights. Very even fights all the way around. How would you pick a fight of the night on such a night that started with we said with the one we said between Colton and Tim? That was a that was a fight of the night a lot of nights. But there are some more contenders on this one. Well, the other the other thing too that it plays a factor when you call it a fight of the night, and it's just the reality of it, is you know, the level you're at, right? Absolutely. And so, like, your debuting amateurs might have a harder time becoming... It can still happen, but it probably needs to look a little different than a fight of the night that is a pro or an advanced right. amateur. So, right. um, my fight of the night, um, I think... Now, it, it ended in, in, a, in a finish, but I like Mason's fight. Very fair. Like, I think that fight was both those guys were very game. They were both high level. Mason always it seemed like Mason always had a, a, a he all he was always a little bit ahead. A little yeah. bit ahead. Yeah. Um and so, you know, it wasn't a surprise that he was the one that got the finish. Um I think it would have been a surprise the other way because Mason was kind of control even though it was close. I think uh, I think he may have lost the second yeah, round, but yeah. I think it was—I I think that was just due to a takedown that nothing really happened. Sure. It was a late takedown, if my memory's It was correct. something like that. I'm with you. I um, talked to Mason about it, too. Just, well, this I is already, live. Yeah. yeah, I already okay. told them what yeah, Mason was Mason. Just, just in, and I asked him, like, did you think it was 1-1 going to the third? And he was like, I, I wasn't sure. He felt for sure he won the first round, which I also feel. I agree. The second was kind of up for debate. Yeah, I think it was close enough that that, takedown could have won that won that um round for him and been the difference maker but for sure that's hard to say right what judges split yeah i thought it went the other way wait what are we looking at no noah won 
I thought Kenny won. No. See, that, that fight was super close. Yeah. Speaking of another. That was that was my fight of the night. I, I think I, I need to go back and watch and watch the fight. Yeah. You got to remember, like, I say this all the time. Like, even when the fights are right in front of me, like, I'm everywhere. Yeah, my yeah. head is. Edwin Vera sitting beside you. So you, yep. you're talking your ear off and you're getting a contact high. <laughs> <laughs> We got. We love it. We love that. I was laughing at the difference between you two. You pulled up Tapology, and Jim went to the registry. Very yeah. official, Jim. I appreciate that. So, what's Very your pick, official. Kenny Kiska? Well, yeah, that that one was my pick. The, the one that I thought was the front runner before the card started was sort of highs and lows, and that was uh, with with Aaron and Elijah. Oh right. Um, that it it ended the way that it. You know, we thought that it could have could have gone the distance and yeah. could have been a slobber knocker. Um, but, that, you know, for me, you were talking about levels. And I would say overall, I would go with um, Mason um, and his bout for fight of the night. But um, if we're talking with like just, just fight. Yeah, just fight. Um, I would go with I would uh, no, I would go with that one. But, you know, I'm behind that with novice. The novice amateurs, I would go with Ethan Kenny's bout. Ethan Kenny and Noah Kitchka. So, fight yeah. of the night, well, you decide for yourself. Like, are you going with Noah or are you going with Mason? Mason, yeah. Mason, okay. Yeah. I think I would make it a clean sweep for Mason, Jalen. That was the fight of the night for me. But I do want to talk about Kenny and Kiska because, dude, what an honor to have such high-level debut amateurs. That Both of them looked far beyond their year. I'm not kidding. Like, I said it in the intermission. Somebody in the crowd asked me if those were pros. Now, clearly this person wasn't like, you know, the hardcore regional fan, but still they thought that was a pro fight because of yeah. how good they looked. Well, they, they saw they saw your standard debuts prior to that. Not standard. Uh, don't put me in, like, quote me on that. But, you know, what de- debut fights look different. Sure. They just do. Um, and the rule sets are different. And, and, you know, when they saw... That fight after three other fights that are at the same level, then it was it was, it looked different. So yeah. that's why they asked, probably. Yeah, and I would just say like Ethan and Noah. I feel like our cage is always open to you two if you guys are watching and want to come back all day. I tell amateur, you know, something I do on fight night every time, except is I, after six o'clock on fight night. <laughs> yeah, except after six on fight our night. Our cages are not open. To not you. open anymore. Per Pat. Pat will yell Pat at Johnston you. Pat Johnston will Pat's knock you out. Pat's, he, and literally will knock or choke you out. Pat he, is awesome. He has the technology. He has Pat's the ability, awesome. yeah. <laughs> Pat's awesome. Did you awesome. say technology? <laughs> yeah. We, ha- we can rebuild him. We have the technology. Anyway. That was the that was the fatso bout with uh, Ethan Kenny. And, yeah, yeah. Those guys yeah, look like a... they've never eaten a carb in their lives. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even say that around them. Or you get <laughs> yeah, yeah, just get smacked, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but like one thing I do on fight night, always after the fights, is I go check on both guys, just thank them for showing up, putting on a show, all that. Ethan took that loss pretty hard. Like for a debut, I feel like. For me, it's easy to say from the outside. If I was an amateur fighter, like it's all about experience. Wins and losses really don't matter as an amateur, but you could see that competitive spirit of Ethan big time well, backstage, man. He was upset. I mean, and he, that's huge. That's awesome. I'm he, saying that. Like it's a he good is thing. Such he's 0 1 now, and he is like such the a best. high level guy that like I'm sure like as much as he knew his opponent was also high level, like you can't you don't go in thinking like right. 
He's better than me. That's not going to... That's not, I'm not going to lose. Like, yeah. And that doesn't, at this, I mean, at this level, it's not, there are times where you can see someone's better than you. And there's also times where someone else just wins that night. Like, I mean, they were very, it was a split decision. It was a very equal, I mean, you could flip a coin. Sure. Probably they fight 10 times and each of them wins five times. Mm-hmm. Could be one of those situations. But either way, Huge futures ahead if, like we said in the pre-fight, if they want to go through with it and make MMA a career, both of those guys have the freaking world ahead of them. The grind is just, it's not even started for them. Right. Like, they'll right. hit, they're going to hit some tough times, and if they decide that this is what they want to do, it's going to be, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah. All I know is if there's a 145 out there that fights Ethan and only looks at his record and thinks that's going to be a walkthrough 0-1... <laughs> They got another thing coming, dude. He, yeah. He's he's now one of the best 0-1 fighters in the United States, I would say. Dude's an animal. That was shout. So, clean sweep for Mason and Jalen on yeah. the Friday of the night. Well, I, think, I think we... The yeah. three of us rarely agree on anything, let alone all of us agreeing on something. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Danny Palm, fight of the night. Lay it on us. I would have to agree. Mason and Jalen. And second was Noah and Ethan, I would say. Right on. Yeah, that's very fair. There was Copy another split cat. decision I want to talk about, though. Logan Pryor and Tanner Cahill. That fight had I mean, a lot of steam going into it for the, it for gym reasons, which is super fun. It did. And, and you know, uh, Tanner was fighting his... Was he one-on-one, right? So his third Correct. fight. Um, and... I can't think of his name. <laughs> Logan. Logan. Logan was fighting his debut, but... Tons of experience outside of the cage. He's, you know, Muay Thai experience. And obviously when you're, I think he probably grapples at some, like, does he? Has he's he, a blue belt. Yeah. Okay. He, but, but I mean, he's competed in sure. grappling. I, you assume that he with has, someone yeah. that, that trains at Stout. So tons of competitive, um, you know. Experience, I, yeah. There. So I, I think the judges, so. Both sides, I have heard say like I can't believe it wasn't a clean sweep. Like yeah. I, sh- I won all three rounds, and it was it was pretty obvious. And I've also heard like, like I I heard Will say like, my uh, I I thought we won that one. Yeah, I thought the judges got it right. I thought I saw it two rounds to one. I saw it going Tanner's way. I saw it as a competitive fight. But there's uh, is there controversy for you guys? I didn't think so. No, yeah. I, I, the way they, uh, the way it was written up. Although wasn't it uh, thirty twenty seven? Didn't one of the yeah. scorecards yeah. had a thirty twenty seven? That was a Tanner one. That was the third announced right. scorecard. Right. Yeah, I thought that was a little off, but but that's what know, Tanner saw it as. <clears throat> exactly. He well, yeah, he saw it that way on all three cards. But there is something to where you're sitting as a judge and how you see that fight because Absolutely. you may not see the control that's actually happening. Because you're you're guarded from it, yeah. you're blocked from it. Yeah. yeah. I would love to talk to a judge because <clears throat> Tanner made a really good point. If you guys haven't watched, by the way, Tanner's interview with Luke Payson on MMA Fancast, please yeah, go it, do that. It's a must watch. It's I, awesome. I watch. I started watching it. He posted it like to, what two nights ago. Yeah. And I started watching it, and I I messaged these guys. We use Slack. I messaged these guys on Slack, and I was like. I screenshot it and I was like, "You, you, it, you must, you must listen to this. It's so must good." Watch. Tanner, I mean, kudos to you, dude. That's a fantastic call out. The whole interview was the perfect blend of 
respect and controvert. Like he never goes off the deep end disrespectful. He gives Lucas Siebert his due, but at the same time makes his point extremely clear. Yeah. Like I want to fight this guy. So yeah. any, any, he, he, he told a story about fur dogs. Exactly. Like, that there's he, a lot there. Yeah. yeah there's, there's a lot to unpack and, you know, it, it's interesting. Um, you know, people view different situations differently and, and we'll have to, you know, have to hear both sides of the story, I but, love it. but ultimately, yeah. but ultimately he said like, well, I'm going to be pro someday and he's turning pro and like, we'll see each other then. Let's do it. Yeah. So I love I, that. I mean, like, the promoter in me, like, <laughs> it's awesome. We yeah. need more of that. Yeah, and and sure. I think, I think there was messaging with Julian. Someone was yeah. messaging one yeah, of yeah, you. Yeah. Was it you? I think it was me. Yeah. Okay. So Julian was like, yeah, like we need like, we, like it makes it exciting. It makes it fun. It makes Truly. you care about something you, you might not otherwise like know. Even the fight exists until fight day, and then you, you there's no backstory to it. When there's a story to be told, that's what makes it fun. Right. So it makes it exciting. I think we all understand on a base level. Like Dalton Rasta said it during intermission. Pittsburgh supports their own. Like we root for Pittsburgh before any gym affiliate before anything. We want Pittsburgh to thrive. So once we all have that base understanding, now these things like Tanner, like Stout versus Indio, Tanner versus Siebert, like it's not disrespect. We don't need to come at it from a place of disrespect. It's just we're building this community. Like these are the rivalries we need. I say it a lot on the podcast, I feel like, but the Cody versus Dom fight back in the day at Stage AE, like that put Pittsburgh MMA on a different level at the time. That elevated it. That's the kind of stuff we well, need. And, and, but there's, the, uh, there's that, another side to that. I mean, Kama will will tell you that that set Pittsburgh MMA back years because it squashed a huge prospect of the, at the time. No, be, because it created um, an atmosphere in Pittsburgh with the gyms that were were um, they weren't getting to be as good as they they could be because they weren't they weren't working together. working together. Yeah, sure, and so um, you know there is another side to that. You know, I I'd hmm. like to think that we can we can help to to build MMA up here in Pittsburgh, yeah, long term enough so that like each each of the four or five big gyms have enough that they don't need to cross train all everyone. Like there's enough aspiring you know fighters of aspiring people that want to compete in MMA at each gym that like. There's room to get as good as you need to be there, but yeah, ultimately, like, it, there's two sides to it. So I, Kama, you know, Kama, he's louder than I am. There's not many people I can say that about, <laughs> but Kama was like, "You wish that back." He was adamantly so say that to him, like, "Oh, that Dom, that Dom Cody fight was like Elevated the best thing everything. that everything ever happened to yeah, Pittsburgh yeah. MMA, dude. He will lose it, snatch you up." I don't want that. I don't yeah. want the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania guillotine. No. <sighs> he learned that from Isaac. True. True. Very true. I forget where I was even going with the Tanner thing to begin with. Well, I mean, well the, the one thing matter. that came out of it, there was a, uh, I mean, there's lots of positives, but he got a, he got a response. Oh, yeah, yeah. Siebert's he got, yeah. In. Yeah. So we talked to Stout. We <clears> talked <throat> to Tanner, Siebert, uh, Wilkins, and Morrill. Like, all parties are are in on this. So Siebert has a fight in February, which actually 
as, as a promoter, this can go one of two ways. Siebert could get injured. Obviously, it's a fight that could happen, and that could ruin everything. But on the plus side, Tanner is 2-1 and one and thus will qualify for advanced amateur rules. Siebert is still 2-0. and oh, So without that fight in February, he would not qualify for advanced amateur rules. So Siebert win or lose, as long as he's healthy, this fight's a go at advanced amateur in, on April 15th. Yeah, all parties have agreed to it. All coaches like, like, they all... Actually, did Danilo... We haven't talked know, to him officially, about it Not officially, not yeah. officially. I can't imagine him turning that down. <clears throat> if Tanner's in the gym putting in work, that's he'll like that. Yeah. Siebert coming up in weight, too, I think favors them a little bit. For sure. I mean, yeah. anyone coming up in weight sure. favors the... Sure. So, yeah, that's fun. Um, Tanner said title fight on FanCast. I don't know that we can get behind that in your first no. advanced amateur for both of them, but... Title eliminator, that's a different title conversation. I, Whoever I, wins gets a title shot. I'm I good with that. I would 100% agree with the winner gets a title shot. Yeah. And a, like, no questions asked. He said it. Said it right here. Okay, so we're going to play hypotheticals here. Let's just say um, Lucas wins. That's the bout's at 145 pounds. We can't, he's got to fight at 145 for the belt. True. That's going to be a Lucas Siebert decision. We'll we'll see how that. Stout. I, I would not have a problem giving a four and zero guy that's fought three of his four fights at one thirty five a, a one thirty five title fight. So yeah, but I'm the not, layer and, of and, that. and that's going up. Yeah, yeah, too. right, right. But so, what are we then eliminating? Because if it's if the bout's at one forty five, we're eliminating the other person being <clears throat> the opportunity. A title eliminating shot. the opportunity. Yep. yep. So to add a layer to that, can we talk about our amateur 135-pound title? Because we are in the planning stages of something for that. I mean... <laughs> what keeps bothering you on my mic stand? I don't know. You, you're you <laughs> on it. That's mainly what bothers me about it. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, what do you, I mean, say what you want to say, bro. Are we no saying, one's... that's all, I was just asking for approval to say this. Uh, I mean, we don't have a bout. Li- we don't have a bout, but we have... Now, I mean, to me, that's not, you don't have anything. I I think we got something. I've been hearing that for years now. I think we got something. Do you, do you have, do you have is there, signed bout agreements? Is it signed? It's not signed. Is then it you signed? You're done. You're done. You're done. What's her name? Balin Dupree? Bailey Dupree. Bailey Dupree. Bailey Dupree. On TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it anyway. I don't care. Ryan Milton, I'm saying it. I don't care. I Miguel Francisco, fresh off two first round finishes is in line for an amateur title fight at 135 pounds on April 15th. Now he just needs a dance partner. He needs a dance partner. So if you're out there and you're a 135-pounder or you coach a 135-pounder that you think is ready, got to be coming off at least one win and preferably multiple wins. This is a title fight. We take them seriously. We don't hand them out. They're not like... Oh, come fight for us. We'll give you a title shot. Yeah, one and two versus two and four (laughs) for the title. Like, nobody wants that. Miguel, Miguel's hot right now, dude. Maybe the hottest fighter in Pittsburgh. Talks like that. Maybe the hottest. Like, we're talking about his fighting, bro. Oh, oh. He's also doing (laughs) well. He's also a good fighter. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, his last two wins, his, his bro. I just start choking when I think about. At least guys. you know his last two wins are absurd. I absurd. agree. Absurd. I agree. Like, now, what now, is he doing? His last win is not without a little bit of controversy. Yeah, I mean I there, there is there is whether it's like 
warranted or not, there's still some controversy there. Yeah, he touched gloves and immediately got in Chance's face with a little one-two skiddly do. Now, here's something I want to see, right? We got to watch that back. Danny, if you can cue that up, if it's at all possible, uh, that would be awesome if you could. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> He's doubting you. Now you've got to. Now you have to, Danny. On his interview with Luke... Miguel stated, I don't know if you saw this. No, I didn't see this. But Miguel stated that that Chance th- was throwing a kick. Uh-huh. And as soon as he saw him throw the kick, he punched because that was part of his game plan. To That's very interesting. All right, yes. hang on. So, hang on. Oh, he's getting it. Oh, Danny Pump's getting it. That's my boy, dude. Don't you ever question DP. You done with DPP? Yeah, you know me. Oh, no, he's got to log in. Can Uh-oh. you log in, Danny Pump? log in. Here's the question. User is hello. Password people. is <laughs> people. people. <laughs> it feels That's so awesome. good to be back. Hey, just for I, any of you listening, just so you know, after we wrap this up, we're also going to talk about the 247-2022 awards. Ooh. Nominations, might, right? Nominations. Yeah, we're going to talk about the award nominations. Jim, this is something I was wondering. Have you have, have you seen the list? Okay, I didn't know if you came across. If you were, well, I haven't seen, like my eyes haven't seen the list, but I you know watched podcast we've talked about it okay so yeah. so yeah but we but we have a list on a sauna that i was um wondering if you came across it or not hey speaking of sauna how did uh the fat mactory <laughs> challenge go for you speaking guys speaking of sauna it went well yeah it went really yeah, well i don't know what I, it wasn't, it wasn't I'm difficult at all <laughs> Oh, see, he's got it going Dude, on danny palm is so awesome bro you doubted him like crazy you know I can respect that. I can so respect what just happened. We here. should. Oh, yeah, you're already there. Yeah, go ahead. Start skipping ahead. Use that 10 second skip button. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, we're like there. Look how good Drew Shannon's coat Dude, is, by the way. That Shout picture out. of Drew oh my is God. so, so awesome. So good. Well, oh, that, there it is. A little, a little too far there. All right, let's see if Chance is throwing a kick. Okay, so let's see. Is it possible to watch in slow-mo? Yeah, maybe. Go to that settings button, Danny. Bottom right-ish. Yeah, yeah. See if there's speed on there. Play speed. Playback rate. Boom. Yeah, we're at one. Let's go Could you imagine? 0.5. Dude, less than 0.5. Live is so awesome, guys. You can do all this on 247 Live. (laughs) You gotta, you gotta get the subscription, dog. Okay, look at Chip. Dude, People Chip just... looks even better in slow motion. I didn't okay, think it was possible. It touch, touch. Oh, he's there's a knee or something yeah, coming up the middle from in. Chance. But was he reacting to the punch? Was he trying to keep Miguel away, realizing that a punch was coming? I don't okay, know. Can we rewind that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're good. <laughs> they sound hilarious hey shout out david mckinney too stepping in on short notice to commentate like a pro mckinney brings it you can mute that (laughs) chip 
This is great. I kind of like hearing Dave talk. This is hilarious. Half speed. Holding up their gloves to touch gloves. It's established okay. that we're going to touch gloves. They were awfully close, too. It's not like yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they touched and separated. They didn't really pull off. I mean, the, the whole thing <clears throat> is, like, once you touch and you're, like, I don't think, I, I even if there wasn't a kick, I am not, I do not believe that this was out of the ordinary or, like, was it quick? Sure. But it wasn't, I don't think it was dirty. Sure. There's Pat. Hi, Pat. Okay. Let's, I'm, I'm trying to see if his leg moves at all. It might. He might have been That's swinging hard to toward tell, it man. from that it's, angle. You just can't tell if it's a reaction to the punch, though. If he was trying to like keep him away or keep him at a distance, I don't. I don't know. That's way too hard for me to call. But that is one hundred percent what. Excuse me. What Miguel said on the MMA fancast podcast. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I think that the touch before um, starting is not needed because it opens up the bout to potentials like that where you can have, yeah. you know, something that gets scrutinized when it doesn't really need to. Well, I, I think that they either need to, like, I don't know. Then maybe you just say there's no touches. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is. I, I, I don't have a good yeah, answer no either. Good answer. Then you have fights where commas hugging people. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, Padmore well, and Cornette hugged each yeah. other in round three. Like, that's different though. Do? That's like mid fight where you know they get caught up in. No, no, no. Padmore, that was at the beginning of the third round. They hugged, or was that yeah. what round? That's what it was it was at the beginning yep. of a round. Third, yeah. They legit hugged. So, I mean, ultimately, <clears throat> is there's there's not a set rule where you have to be set for a certain amount of time. Like, yeah. We can't even tell from that camera angle. Now, the other camera angle that we may get footage for at some point may have had the leg swinging, and right. then you know it's like fair game. But like our view, where where we were sitting, I didn't notice it. No, no, I mean the other camera. Yeah, on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't notice anything. For me, it's like chance. Still, he's fought for us three times recently, like all this year. And I still don't know how good he is. Like, he's still a mystery to me. Yeah. He's a BJJ Brown Bell, but we haven't really gotten to see any of his grappling. Yeah. He's had two, he's fought two of the best guys in Pittsburgh. Now, that's the thing. He has literally taken on, uh, yeah, the, the who's who of yeah. that, that weight class. Like, those two are. Ferdas and Miguel are, we yeah. all know, top tier. And Chance did not blink at fighting either one of them. Yeah. Those two didn't go his way. He beat Anthony Morris in between. So, like, his bounce back is going to be interesting, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Because I still think Chance is way better than we've seen. And I am I want to see that level. I want to see what he's got still. Yeah, I, I think he's a, he's an interesting, uh, an interesting fighter. I think that, yeah. Usually when someone has fought for you for... You know, three fights. You know, you have a good getting. read on yeah. him. Yeah, right. And that's just not, that's just not, the case right now. He's still a mystery. After three three bouts. All right. Um, what other things do we want to talk about? About the. Uh, I want to talk about Elijah Davis's backflip. <laughs> 
Well, is that what, that what we're calling it now? <laughs> now let's see if he can pull that up. <laughs> yeah, pull that up, Daddy Paul. He did it. Wait, so I remember it happening, but I also was like distracted. Did he legit pull off? He a... he he did it like he was distracted. Why? What happened? You need another. Did he fall? It didn't really. No, I'm I'm not. It wasn't a full backflip. My recollection is it, it wasn't was not... a full backflip. It was not even a quarter backflip, I mm -hmm. don't think. Whoa, we got to pull that up. I'm just saying, like, <clears throat> Elijah. Like the backflip for people that shouldn't be doing backflips? Correct. Ah. I think see. that even though Elijah and I are built almost identically, yeah. I, could, I could do a backflip roughly this well. Interesting. <laughs> you, you, you're going to insult Elijah that, that hardcore. I mean, he's not here. Look at right those now. guys. Oh, hideous. Terrible. Except for Dalton. Yeah, Dalton was pretty odd. <laughs> I, I, I can't lie. Unreal. I thought Dalton was going to beat me up. <laughs> All right, rewind it a little bit, Danny. I think it happened before this. Wait, before he took... Okay, let's... Well, I think it's right after. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right here, here we go, here we go. Oh, no. Danny. Danny. Oh, oh what? No. Was that a replay? Get the get the live finish. I think that was a replay because it like cut weird. Look at Edwin back there. What's up, Edwin? All right, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What's crazy is that I'm what? like... Wait, 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 wait. Could you replay that I'm for me, I'm relatively please? certain. Is it really worth replaying, oh. Elijah? I feel like Elijah can actually do a backflip, though. Like, he's an insanely athletic dude. Based on um, what I've seen <laughs> of him, I'm going to say no. I mean, that... <clears throat> dude... We have to do some talking to Elijah. We yeah, should call yeah, yeah. Elijah right now. Yeah, we need answers. Like, dude, what were you thinking? Why did <laughs> that was completely unacceptable? Because it, it looked literally like me trying to do a backflip, but nowhere in my mind do I think I can do a backflip. Like yeah, I'm very like, aware I can't. Yeah. It's like it's like he knew he couldn't. <laughs> but he still went for it. That was oh. That's I, awesome. I'm, I'm really glad I didn't see that in person. It would have affected me for the rest of my it life. It was right in front of us, too. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I, I vaguely remember seeing something, but I was also like, you know how it is. You're talking that was to it. someone. You, it was just something you saw. There yeah. was no definition to it. Elijah. Yeah. We're listen, calling it a backflip. Here's my PSA. Elijah Davis. <laughs> there needs to, at some point in time, be some redemption. We need to see... Next fight, we need to see a real backflip or some type of break dancing or some type of really coolness to take our memory of what happened at Brawlenberg 15 away. He yeah, he did do a pretty sick one-handed cartwheel into the cage. I'll give him oh, that too. Yeah, our photographer. I don't know if it was Chris or Paul, but one of them got like a pretty cool series of photos. Yeah, of our photographers. They're rock. so good, dude. Yeah. And they're both getting better each show. Yep. And I thought they were awesome to begin with. And yeah. now I literally told Bermuda, I was like, dude, did you get new equipment or something? Because these shots are even better. And he did actually get a new lens. So oh, nice. shout out. Good, nice. in, good investment. Good investment. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. 
Here's one thing I actually want to talk about with Elijah, but it also extends to Tim Bailey and Cam Smith. Uh, are you talking not about Cam the bout? I was going to talk about the fact that they're advanced amateur now. Like this was their third fights. They are now going to qualify for advanced amateur. So like, well, they they can apply. They can apply. They're going to get it. Most likely, they will get it. But yeah. we like honestly, yeah, we don't control that, but. I, I feel pretty confident that those two are good to go. But this was a fun card in that regard of like, they were still novice amateur. There were a lot of amateur fights, but there were a lot of examples of guys about to take that next step. And those are two guys. They're both two and one at 135. They're friends and they cross train and stuff. They're not going to fight each other, but they're both, mm. <laughs> they're both <laughs> two of those, two of those prospects that we've been watching grow and develop. And they, both lost one. They learned from that loss and came back better. Both of them won after they lost. Like those are two guys that you watch and it's like, okay, their careers are ready to go to the next level now. Yeah. It's fun. I, I think watching Tim, um, just utilize his wrestling and, and start to like, not just depend on it, but, but use it as a tool mm-hmm. and use it when he need like and mix it up and scrambles and like all of the I, I there's just an excitement of having guys that are super like just studs that have some learning to do in the other aspects that they don't completely dominate and I mean I I think Elijah Davis is a <laughs> he's unbelievable because he wasn't like a super wrestler. He like dabbled in wrestling. He didn't do more than dabbling in wrestling. And he is, he looks like a WBIL wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's pretty incredible. It's big for us with, uh, with those guys being at three bouts now, you know, because obviously we get to match them at advanced. However, then that becomes a problem because of the skill level that they have and putting them at advanced, you know, once we run into the advanced bouts, those guys, those fighters want to start like nitpicking on their opponents and, and saying this guy's reach is too long, too much wrestling here. And it, it, so there's like, there's, you know, some good and some bad with that. Yeah. I mean, it, once you get to a point where you're considered an advanced AMI, it's time to start like making sure you get like you you're, you know, on the path to becoming pro. Mm-hmm. So this is the point in my opinion where you want to make sure you you see the things you're going to see as a pro now so you can work like know what you have to work on and whatnot. Some some people, some coaches, some fighters see it differently. They they want to be five and zero oh or five and one. They want to just find people that they can win against, and like there's just different goals. Like if you mm-hmm. want to be the best pro you can be, I think that's the wrong approach. That's me personally. I think if you're putting yourself in positions against people that might not like you might not match up great against, but like that you sh- should be able to find a way to beat. You're gonna either find a way to beat them. You're gonna know what you need to work on, and that's what I think. Cam Smith, perfect, perfect yeah. example. Yeah. With with how he looked Saturday night, leaps and bounds. And this is not taking anything away from his debut, but leaps and bounds, he improved oh tremendously. Goodness. And yeah. when you step up and you he's a fight, different fighter, he yeah. was. Mm-hmm. 
So that that's like you know for any any fighters listening and wondering how do they get to that next level, there's a good example. Watch that fight. Go back and watch his debut, and you'll see a difference. And a guy stepping up to fight somebody that, you know, has um, is multifaceted when it comes to MMA, and he didn't back down from it. His his coach, you know, saw an opportunity for his fighter to improve. Yeah. And you know the the positive to that was far outweighing anything negative that could come from that. Yeah, I mean, Cam got out wrestled badly in his debut against Val Caruso. Just had no answers for Val's wrestling. And they turned right around and accepted a fight against Tim Bailey without blinking an eye. Like, I can't say enough about how rare and awesome that is that you get out wrestled badly and you say, oh, a D1 wrestler, give me that guy next because yeah. I want to improve and I want to show you that I've gotten better in this regard. That's crazy. So mm -hmm. mega props to Cam. Cam's very good. That's the thing. Yeah, like You can tell just yeah. from watching him. He's very good. And he's going to be a f better fighter all around yeah. because of that. Like, he, it's going to make him better. Absolutely. So. I want to go off script a little bit here, boys. And Flip I wanna, the script. I want to. We're close to Christmas. We're a couple days away from Christmas. Oh, are you going to get all sentimental on no, us? No, not no. really. Great. I'm drinking beer <laughs> with the boys. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> BitB16 coming up April 15th. What bout is at the top of your wish list for Santa? You can pick one fight right now for Santa that, to put together. It's not booked. Yeah, like a realistic fight for Bit B sixteen. Well, I, I gotta go through the list. You <laughs> <laughs> did I make a did I make a list for Santa already? Maybe. But we got Ethan Goss versus Calvin Harbaugh booked. I think you were talking about that when we walked in. Yeah. Oh no. Well, no, you not. weren't. No. No, I thought you were. I was talking about you. I said a boom, chicka boom. Um, Ethan Goss, Calvin Harbaugh. That fight is signed, sealed, and delivered. Official featherweight title fight, April fifteenth at the Hollywood Casino at the Meadows. Insane fight, insane. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I, I I wouldn't even say there's a. Uh, my number one wouldn't even be a fight. What would it, it be? would be a fighter. Okay, who would it be? I, I mean. It's um, Santa. Um, His elves can make um, anything happen. I I want. I, I'm itching to see Jake Lowry again. All right. I All mean, right. let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, there's Jake, more to this. Jake is special. Jake is a talent that was on the path for greatness, and that's yeah. that's there's it's been it's been paused. Um, but he's so he's. He has the the intangibles. Yeah, that just everything you would want in a fighter. He has the yeah. He has all those things, and and so yeah, I like that's my Christmas wish list is for. And it's not even necessarily for April, but it's just let's. I I, I want 2023 to be the year that Jake Lowry can compete again. Yeah, that's if, a great if, one. If that's, that's a great what one. he's gonna do. Yeah, that, that's an awesome one. I'm fully on board with that. Obviously, Jake is the man, and if he can compete again, that means he's healthy enough to compete again, and that's the real silver lining there. So, yeah, what's up, Jim? Oh, I, I do got? have a um, a fight that involves the same fighter. Okay, um, and it's like wishing Jake a healthy return coming back, and he's one hundred percent, whenever that may be. Standing across from him in the cage, 
I would like to see DeWitt Dixon. Oh. Jake Lowry and DeWitt Dixon. Oh, man. So, what a banger. Yeah. You know, that would be would, insane. That would be insane. There'd be a little bit of a backstory there, you know, with uh, Cole Masick as Jake Lowry's teammate. And, you know, maybe there's... And, and, and DeWitt won the title <clears throat> against... Uh, the amateur title against against his teammate. That would definitely be uh, a... a <laughs> that'd be fireworks. Yeah, I've seen DeWitt's team talking about him dropping to 155 at Pro. I don't think he can... I don't... I mean, I don't know him well, what? but... That doesn't make it doesn't make yeah. sense, dude. Dewitt is jacked at one seven, like he's huge at one seventy. He was big at one eighty five. Yeah, like, yeah. Is he this, is jacked. Who was the um, fighter that used to? I think he died recently. The Rumble? fighter that used to tremble. Yeah. yeah, Anthony Johnson used yeah. to used to cut from like two forty yeah. two forty to like one seventy. Yeah. Nobody needs to see that. That's like, like that's you. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, I weighed 170 on Friday. Yeah. I'm back to 220, so that's that feels good. So you I'm were back in like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I lost 25 real pounds, though, so that still feels good. The last 15 pounds were fake water water weight. That was an interesting process, though, to go through. I will say I'm glad I did it. I felt it. I don't want to do it again. Dude, thunder lips. Thunder lips. I was calling him. Did, did you see him after that? Oh my god! When he weighed in, you didn't see him. I did, but I didn't. Dude, his I purposely ignored his him. His lips were like, like, because <laughs> I I texted him when he. I think he was on his way back, and I texted yeah. him, "Give it up." Yeah, you did. You said, "Give it up," and uh -huh. I I refused. Dude, I was in it. I was in it to win it. I weighed two hundred seven point three with clothes on, and I was like, I didn't want to weigh in in just my underwear. I was like, I'm not going that far. When I was two oh seven point three with all my clothes on, I'm like, dude, if I just if I just get naked, I'm gonna make it. So I did. Underwear, underwear. You could have gotten naked and been championship weight. Yeah, yeah two oh five point three. If but you would have cut your hair, you would have been championship weight. Or that, or that. Yeah, that's or that. just like spit, spit a lot. Yeah, could have done that. My wish for Santa is Miguel. I want listen. I want Miguel's title fight because several reasons. You him, have a crush on him. Like, let's be honest. Him winning the title in his hometown would be very special, Washington, PA. However, there is also a guy out there who deserves a shot at his his title back. Cam Allgaier, one of the most dominant two four seven amateur champions in the history of two four seven, who I have said repeatedly, I think is one of the best bantamweights in the United States. Cam. He lost against Hunter Starner, but he won. He won Hunter. in my mind against Hunter Starner. Sure, yeah, like I knew Cam was good, and now no, not that he won in your mind. No, no, no. But like, like Hunter he benefited won the fight. from it exactly. Yeah. yeah, like Hunter definitely won that fight. The decision was correct, but like Cam showed me more in that fight that I was like, dude, Cam really is as legit He's as a I thought. Beast. Yeah, like Cam is insane. Miguel's buzzsawing everybody. Nobody buzzsaws Cam Allgaier. There's a little backstory with Cam defeating Justin Patton back in the day. Miguel feels close to Patton and wants to kind of avenge his teammate. I'm just saying that's an awesome freaking that, fight. That on would every be level. awesome. That's, that's my Santa's I mean, wish list fight. There could be some amazing fights amongst them. I mean, Patton. Yeah. That yeah. fight could be awesome. Yeah. We have a, uh, 
uh, we've kind of inquired with one one side about a, about a potential fight. We can't really get into that, but um, if that fight happens, I'm I'm Insane. stoked about that it. That fight would be nuts. Um, there's a fight on here that uh, I'm looking at your list <laughs> that we've already nixed. Um, Josh Fasoki and Chase Boyd. Chase <sighs> Chase, Chase is um, not in a in a gym position right now. Um, there are some bangers on there. See, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot here. Obviously, Cahill and Siebert's on this list. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That one's obvious. J- I like this one. You know what I'm talking about? No, not yet. James... Oh, Lito? Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Lito and Ken Burrs. And Ken Burrs. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Get would, out of here. That would be redonkulous. Dude, Stout and Indio are, like we just said, I talked to Mason. Mason put it perfectly on the podcast. When it comes out, you guys will hear it. But, like, it's all respect for sure. Like, they respect each other. They respect the crap out of each other. But... They also understand they'll make each other better by competing against each other and continue to build Pittsburgh community. Like James Lido texted me and was like, let's do it. Like, get me an Indio guy. They got a 185. I'm 185. Wrestling season's going to be over. Like, let's do it. And Ken Burrs obviously has a ridiculous wrestling background as well. Like that fight makes sense on every level to where it makes sense to us. The question is, does it make sense to like Danilo? He thinks differently about like he's not he's not crazy about the the amateur yeah, rules true. and like the fact that PA makes you fight so many times amateur when he feels like I'd rather these guys just be fighting pro and so it's a matter of uh, you know does this make sense for yeah. everyone and I'll argue with guys like. I'm okay with with arguing and with pushing back on things, but Danilo's a guy that I'm not going to argue with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably not <laughs> like, the let, guy. Let me put it that way. Like, not only the physical repercussions, we don't even need to expand on that, but he's seen the highest of high levels of this sport, been in the UFC. Like, if somebody knows more about the game, like well, Danilo definitely does. I'm not going to tell him anything. Yeah, that's kind of like, you know, when, when you look across – the cage and you see Greg Rudolph <laughs> <laughs> you see Greg Rudolph and the other baddest man um, Dalton Rasta standing up and like I let them stand up for a long time and I'm like please guys just sit down so I don't have to go over there and like tell the two like biggest baddest dudes in this place to like yeah. can you guys please sit down so I, I I waited, I waited. I'm like, okay, like there's people behind them. They have to sit down. So I go over and I, I'm just like, hey guys, um, like you two are like the biggest, baddest men in here. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? And they go, you want us to sit down, don't you? And I was like, if you if you want if to, you that'd can. be good. That's a really good can. idea. That you came up with all on your own. All by yourself. Yeah. I, I Great idea. I I agree. <laughs> That's but, awesome. Yeah. Any other? Hold on. Let me see if there's any. There's some more good bouts on there. I mean, so Zack Snyder, Tony Welsh, dude. Zack Snyder, Tony Welsh. I come up with bouts. Here's the thing: Jim and Danny Palm are the pros. They're that. They're the matchmakers. This they, is like fantasy matchmaking. I fantasy matchmake. That's what I do. I just say things that I think would be awesome, and then they go through it. Have we heard anything about Evan DeLong? 
No. Well, yeah, he's. Um, we want him back, Evan. Get in the gym. He's bro. doing something with wrestling. Oh, baby, yes. come back. So but then that's over. So it's time to get back in the gym and like. <clears throat> It'll be wrestling will be over in March, dude. Evan DeLong beat Kenyon Moore, and I just want to remind people that that happened. Yes, that happened because Kenyon's Kenyon Moore, so good. He's yeah. so good. Like that win is all aw- that fight is freaking awesome. Oh yeah, go back and watch that fight. That's one of two our f- four seven live. Yeah, that's one of our fight of the year contenders, isn't it? Um, we'll, Has we're to gonna be. learn it about better that. Better be if it happened this we're year. We're gonna learn about that. <laughs> I don't remember when it happened. Yeah, that's the true. If it was February. The, True okay, story. February, yeah. That's right, 100%. Do we, do we want to turn it over to do the it, nominations? Turn it over. Perfect segue. All right, so let's do Fight that. of the year. Well, I don't know if I'm going to do that one. <laughs> okay, folks. 2000. Going down January 5th, correct? We changed the date. This is breaking news. We changed the date. I'm right, out of town. Me. Oh. It's not breaking news. Just it's kidding. It's not breaking news. But if you were watching before we went live, when we were like pre-show living <laughs> yeah um i i did say that we're changing the date to the fifth fifth of perfect january yes i'm out of town on the 30th sorry guys um yeah that's he, gonna be he doesn't i mean he doesn't wear the pants in this i'm not actually clearly. sorry <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be seeing anthony hogaback i'm gonna be seeing kill switch engage live in massachusetts actually yeah there we go all right so we We'll start with the the things we what I like smack my lips and it was very like yeah it was very <laughs> Gross. noisy in the mic. Well, that's the thing that like I'm always these mics are so sensitive that like if I'm loud breathing I'm like <laughs> trying not to loud breathe into here. Yeah, I'm only allowed to laugh through your nose. I like Zack Snyder when he would crack up on the podcast. He would like disappear and cover his mouth like he was afraid the mic would pick up him laughing. It was fun. All right, so Pro Fight of the Year, um, that those ones are locked in. The nominations are locked in. Now, folks, you will be able to vote on these. We're going to get something up on um, Google Forms, and we'll, you'll be able to vote for them. Um, the voting will count as follows. Hunter Homie Steak will get one vote. Jim Mooney will get one vote. Danny Palm will get one vote. Luke Payson will get one vote. And the fans' vote for each will receive two votes. So five total votes. If there's a tie, that's the only time I will be involved. I will break any ties. And I will only break a tie between those that are... Tied with tied. The most, yeah. So if there's right. three people nominated and there's two that are tied, I will break the tie between, between those two. You won't pick the third guy. Exactly. Yeah, I don't right. get to pick one that wasn't tied. All right. So um, pro fighter of the year, we have Kama Worthy, who was 3-0 at, uh, with us, 0-1 outside of the organization. Um, we have Justin Patton, who was 3-1, all were with us. And we had Ethan Goss, who was 2-0, all with us, a title win and a defense. We have, um, what other ones have we already announced? Gym of the year. Gym of the year. 
The Jim not, Mooney. Yeah. We're putting Jim Mooney in. No, we're not. No. Um, Jim of the Year, The Mat Factory, The Academy, Indio Dojo, and Stout. So those four gyms are your four nominees. We also have what we coach. We, coach should be locked in there. We did new gym of the year too, didn't we? Yeah, new. But which gym one did we? Year. Which one did we announce uh, already? We announced three already. We like did the nominations. Gym, Pro fighter, new gym of the year. Yeah, it's new, new gym. gym. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So new gym of the year. We've kind of eliminated two of them. <laughs> Because <laughs> just because like we we looked we looked at them and I don't think we announced new gym of the year. Are you I sure? Think we did. Okay. Yeah, so sure the we nominees did. we talked about it. The nominees for that is going to be. I'm gonna. How do you pronounce that one? Boxing. Just Amvier's. do it. Just Amvier's. Let him do it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Amvier's, high ground, deep water. Henzo Gracie Morgantown. And Tactical Combat Academy. Those are your nominees for new gym of the year. These are gyms that we are working with uh, that are close enough to work with on a regular basis that could be on every card or maybe every other card, things like that, that we haven't necessarily had lo- like long-term relationship with previously that we would lo- you know, love to. They came on, and um, we're going to name a new gym of the year. Yeah, real quick, I want to stop you super fast. Shout out. Amvier is going 2-0 and at 15 because... Because. Aldo, their head coach. Aldo, their head coach. <laughs> I like having like a hype. This is like a rap duo where you just back up everything I said. You shouted a little louder than I said. Rap duo. Aldo never turns down a fight. Ever. Never. Sometimes to the detriment, I think, of his guys. He's just like, oh, you want Colton Musgrove to fight John Jones? He said he'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's in. No, I think he's more calculated than yeah, you're giving no, him credit no, for. I'm definitely being ridiculous, but yeah. Yeah. I, I think that he's uh he's he's game. That's what he is. He's game. And uh, those guys are They're so game. Uh, here's the thing. Like, I'm just gonna use the most recent example that I can think of, but there's lots of these examples. Um the most recent one was we we talked to Mike Wilk. You talked to Mike Wilkins about a potential fight, and he was not interested in it. Right. And you and I were both like, "Wow, that's not I'm surprised. Like yeah. that's not like Mike to not be interested in pretty much any fights. Like right, that, right? You know. And so we get we have a lot of that. Like as long as we have the fights, you know, together and ready in a timely manner, like. Most of the coaches around here are they're game intrigued by like similar sure. you know similar anyway new gym of the year we're going to do coaches of the year so this is this is um now this is really the, the two people that are going to be the nominations for the coaches of the year are really the faces of right. the the corners the for the team. most yeah. the fight team like who normally corners their team now it could be that they could have other people corner them sometimes but this is who like is the face but it's really their their whole fight team coaching sure. staff but we're going to name two so the coaches of the year nominations are the Greeley Dempsey 
Matt Factory coaching combo. I'd also combo. vote for them for president. If you put <laughs> Greeley Dempsey yard signs out there. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Williams and Sachs. Chris Williams and Dave Sachs at, at the Academy. Mike Wilkins and Will Morrow at the Stout, Stout Pittsburgh. Um, Danilo Villafort and Mike Hewitt at Indio. And Ray Ross and Darren Cassidy at the Gorilla House Gym in Altoona. Bangers. Boom. There's your nominees. Um, you guys will be able to vote in the coming days. Go to our uh, Facebook page. We're going to get that. But let's talk about... Now, Here, here's the other thing we're going to be very clear to do. Today, as we talk about these nominees, we are not going to tip our hand. We're not going to, like... We're, we're simply going to talk about why they're nominees and their achievements in 2022 with 247 Fighting. So we're not tipping our hand with like, oh, I think I'm going to vote for this guy. Like, or we're not going to like push anyone. We're not going to try to influence any votes. That's, that's the, uh, that's what we're here to do is just give you the facts. Amateur fighter of the year. Now this is a big category, um, because there were a lot of amateur fighters on the scene that had a lot of success in 2022 amongst those. Elijah Davis, two and one, all with two. No. Yeah. All, all with, with two, four, seven. Tony Welsh, two and oh, all with two, four, seven. Lucas Siebert, two and oh, both with two, four, seven. Julian Flannery, two and oh, both with two, four, seven. Miguel Francisco, two and oh, both with two, four, seven. Tim Bailey, two and oh, with two, four, seven, oh, and one outside the organization. And. We have an honorable mention that is not a part of the uh, a part of the the qualification, which was at least two bouts in two four seven in this calendar year, and that's Ferdaz. He was one and zero in two four seven, and he was also one and zero. He won a in uh, a title in another organization. Yep. So he was two and zero on the year. Want to know with us? He 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 makes the honorable mention, but did not meet the qualifying. So, Padmore, Davis, Welsh, Siebert, Flannery, Francisco, and Bailey. Boom. Any, what a uh, list, dude. Yeah, dude. Our lo- scene is so much talent there. Yeah, it's insane. Young really talent. Insane. Those guys, those Isaacs, those you know mm-hmm. Wilkins, those you know Dave Sachs, the the the, the Will and and Mike at. Like they're bringing those guys along well. There's a whole Truly. flock of them. That, I mean, yeah. All right, fight of the year. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip to the one that you already snuck sure. out of. Sure. So that was Evan DeLong and Kenyon Moore. And we have um, Evan Drusi and Sam Wabi, which is an absolute bang. banger. <laughs> What is that? Is that you? I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Hoot Lee and Dan Walters. Dude, I just rewatched it. So good. Now, guys, here's the beauty of this. If you aren't subscribed to 247, like, you got to subscribe to, like, see these fights. Inform your vote. Yeah. Watch for yourself. They're all there. You got to tell them. Um, 
Dan Albright and Justin Pippins. Dude. Kama Worthy and Josh Roller. And Hunter Starner and Cameron Allgaier. I mean, how great good fights. Are those? How good are those? Great fights. It, can At you every that, level. That fight happened this year. Yeah, that feels yeah. like six years That's ago. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah. Just imagine, like, there's our, our organization, we had what, six events this year? There are organizations that have 100 events. I thought it was crazy. Seven. We had seven. Okay, yeah. we had seven You're events right. this year. There are organizations that have like 100. Yeah. It's UFC crazy. is like almost every weekend. Yeah. UFC oh my God. is like 50 events, not 100, but sure. Like, I can't imagine no, being it that. It makes no sense. I mean, who knows? Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Not, but just dude, not this Sunday. Those fights. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Be like Josh <laughs> wrecking his truck in the tunnel. Oh, oh. anyway, poor oh. Josh. All right. <laughs> so those are the one, two, three, four, five, six nominees. So good. Hunter Starner, Cam Allgaard, Dan Albright, Justin Pippins, Comma Worthy, Josh Roller, Hootley, Dan Walters, Evan DeLong, and Kenyon Moore, and Evan DeRussi, and Sam Wabi. And the Evans are both on there, and they're that was on Santa's wish list. I know, Evan and Evan. Anyway, um, okay, so we announced amateur newcomer nominees. Jim. We actually tried uh, matching them, like debut versus debut. Did we? Yeah. I don't even remember that. That's yep. crazy. All right, so. I, that was uh, last uh, last summer. might have been the very first August card. Dude. This one's going to be the most <clears throat> talked about of all of them. Okay. okay. Okay, so this is knockout of the year. Oh, dude. I'm right. sorry. You so, said don't tip the answer, so I won't. Yeah. But come on. Okay. So <laughs> we have comma worthy KO KOing Kahim Murray. No, I like KO. KO. Because that it that Yeah. That would be correct. Hey, we side have, note, side yeah. note on that one real quick. Go ahead, shoot. I have a video on my phone of that from my angle. Sitting cage side. You're talking about comma. Yeah, and yeah. I'll I'll post that for the awards because that needs that angle's way better. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's better than you realize. Is from, it filthy? It's filthy. Bro. It's filthy. Speaking it's filthy. of filthy, do you recall what happened in front of us with a, a bout and a fighter that we were talking about earlier? The sound of an elbow oh. connecting. Do you remember? Yeah. Ooh, Who was it? I'm all for a good elbow. It was Lowry. Oh, that was Jake. Dude, I got that video too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was his video. Yeah, that was my video. Oh, oh. my God. That was disgusting. Oh. Hang on. Was that Tony a, Charles? No, that, no, was, that was, was that was Hutch. Hutch. That was yeah. Hutch. Yeah. Oh, dude, the sound of that elbow. Yeah, that was right in front of us. Yeah. Keep talking. I'll try to find it. Okay. This. So. We have comma worthy Kahim Murray. We have Tom Kaiser with a vicious elbow speaking, against Damone Hawkins. Speaking of elbows. It was sick. We have everyone's favorite, Joe LaRocca <laughs> and Jacob Lofert with that one hitter quick. Nine seconds, I think. Unreal. Then we have Julian Flannery. Knocking out Sheldon Nyoff after they both kind of talked a little smack and 
He ended it viciously, ferociously, and, you know, face-planted him. And we have Josh Vasoki and Des Ford, which happened at Flood City Fight Night 2. Dude, those, that's an awesome list. It is an awesome list. When you just hear that and understand that that all happened this year, that's nuts. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool that all that happened in one year. Yeah. Uh, I'm so not going to say basically that gives you f that's five. We only nominated five, but there were other very good knockouts. Take for instance, Flannery's against Vanderhoff, and you know there were other ones. So the odds are, if you come to a live two four seven fighting event, you're going to get a. There's a good chance you're going to see a, you know, knockout of the year type of knockout. Yeah. Especially if we have a heavyweight bout. On there because I think, oh, yeah, wasn't it all of the heavyweight bouts ended by four finishes? TKO, yeah. KO, yeah. Then we have submission of the year. Any submissions like come to your mind when you hear that for this year? Von Just Flew. curious. What's that? Danny Palm, Von Flew, mm -hmm. Von Flew. Yeah, all right. So we have Brett Pastor no. submitting. Jake Schilling. Mm -hmm. We have Wendy Anunson submitting Carly Joe Thomas. We have Justin Patton submitting Josh Armstrong. Elijah Davis with choking out Aaron Harper. That's fresh. A late addition. And Miguel Francisco submitting Austin Martinez. Yeah. Those, those are, are, those are the five. Submission of the year candidates, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it, heard it here first. Yeah, heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it. Huh. What I would encourage on this list, Wendy choking out Carly Joe, like pretty standard rear naked choke when you just look at the finish. But yes. watch the back take. Yes. When you go watch it on two four seven like 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 yeah, the submission lightning. isn't what's impressive. It's the back the setup. take to set yeah. it up. Yeah, yep. yeah, go check that out. Um, okay, comeback of the year. Three three nominees of this. Now, to clarify, okay, what do you mean by comeback? Comeback could mean a bunch of different things. Comeback could be within a fight how, that someone was someone losing and then they came back and won. Did some was someone out of MMA for a while and they came back and won? Did someone not have a fight in Pittsburgh for years or whatever and then they came back and now they're back in Pittsburgh? Like. It's a comeback, and it could be any variety of things. There's three nominees for this. First is Mason DeLess. He's been off for a year, and he hasn't fought in Pittsburgh in, since 2019, so he's come back. Time to come back. <laughs> he came back. He won. Kama Worthy suffered three straight UFC losses, came back to Pittsburgh, established himself, Went three and zero in the organization, and ha landed a happy retirement. Yep, great comeback. And last, we have Dan Albright. In his fight against Justin Pippins, it looked like he was going to die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Pretty then, close, yeah. And it guess did, what? To be fair, he came back and won. And that he was... came back, and he got to finish himself. So. When he was left for dead, 
He came back. <laughs> Looked like he was going to die. Those three comebacks are the nominees for 2022 247 Awards Comeback of the Year. Nice. I just want to say, even though Justin Pippins lost that fight and Dan's comeback was absolutely insane, Justin Pippins at the beginning of round two was one of the scariest things I've ever witnessed inside the 247 cage. Wait, you were inside the cage? I mean, I felt like... I, I like when he came out just slinging heat. Like I don't know what Isaac told him between rounds. There was nowhere. It was it was almost like the ring started getting smaller. Yeah, and yeah. they're so big. They're two huge dudes. And when Pippins came out just absolutely slinging, I was like a little terrified watching that happen. Yeah, it was crazy. And for Dan to weather that storm, not only weather it, he's but, as durable as he gets. Oh my goodness! I just punch <laughs> I, I have bad intentions with everything I throw. Is that Mike Tyson? It is, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, that awesome. <laughs> just came out of nowhere. You know what I was talking well, about. Well, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. that's how Justin came out. It was like that. Yeah. Oh, man. That's fantastic. And then really the, did. So the awards we'll, we will give out were Pro Fighter of the Year, Amateur Fighter of the Year, Fight of the Year, Amateur Newcomer of the Year, KO of the Year, Submission of the Year, Comeback of the year. Did you say Cahill of the year? Jim <laughs> of the year, coach of the year, and new Jim of the year. Nice. We will additionally Maybe at be some giving point out. We can have Cahill of the year. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Once we get Toby in here. Yeah. yeah. Toby Tanner. Taylor, okay. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, so the other two awards that will go out will be the M- pro MVP and amateur MVP, which has to do with promotion and ticket sales. Straight up. Straight up. Simple as it gets. You don't get to vote for that These one. These are numbers. Yeah, there's That's, literal winners. The numbers tell the story. Yeah. What do you think about that, Danny Palm? What do you think about that? <laughs> can we talk like chipmunks? Oh, uh, yes, we can. Please, please. We're the chipmunks. Alvin, Simon, Theodore, a do, 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 Oh, my. Okay, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> Come on. We need a little chipmunk every every now and again. I will say Danny Palm <laughs> thinks it's hilarious. Dude. I love the chipmunk. Yeah, voice. every time you do it, he dies. <laughs> he does yeah, die yeah, over yeah. there. Yeah. It kind well, of inspires me. Because he, like, that's his alter ego. <laughs> yeah. I think he's truly <laughs> a chipmunk. And, and Ryan Middleton is oh. the alter ego. Dude, you're wearing a pit sweatshirt. That's right. Don't be uh, that's, jealous. That's the pits. I, Don't I can't be jealous. Pit. I can't endorse. <laughs> Unless it's James Lito and Jeff Magan. Oh, those I one can of... endorse them. And yeah. Wilkins. And Wilkins Isaac. with the pit? I mean, UPJ. Oh, yeah. That doesn't count. It counts. Does it? Dempsey, Greeley. D- wait, so when, when you go to They're UPJ, does it. Do you wear. Does, Dylan Cole? Do you wear the same. That's a good question. I'm not sure. Is it sure. the Pitt logo? I feel like if you go to Penn, Penn State, Mon Alto, or New Kensington, you still love Penn State. Like, you're still no, a Penn no, State I, guy. I, that wasn't the question. No, but I feel no, like I'm it's curious anal- about it, though. analogous. Are Are you really? If you go to Penn State, like, yeah, you still, Barron, yeah, you you're st- a big Penn Absolutely. Well, that you should be. <laughs> you still identify with State College, for sure. I mean, 
Dude, yeah. Penn State. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna rant too hard, but like, dude, Penn State. We got a lot. A lot of my friends from high school went to Penn State. Like, that's a popular college for people from where I grew up. Same. And it is so cultish. Like the first time I saw my friend who went to Penn State after we went to college, I saw him again. He had like Penn State flip flops, shorts, shirt, hat, wristbands. Like he was just oh, it's called, it's called lined out, dude. No, there's a line, bro. No, there's not. That's the thing. That's the thing that most people don't They're understand. Way this too is proud. coming from if you're a not Penn State, Penn State yeah, obviously. If you're not like he's wearing blue and white undies right now for sure. So. There is a slight correction to the 80, what is it, 80 billion <laughs> Apple TVs in yeah. Upstate Clare. Some of them were at Penn State, they, too. Yeah, they're, they're Happy Valley, yeah. It's like That's 20 awesome. billion there, 60 billion yeah, Upper yeah. St. Clair. Fair. Yeah. Fair. All right. Are there questions? Did we leave anything? I don't Did we leave we a stone unturned? Did we not cover something? I think we got everything. I couldn't find Jake's elbow, but I will. At some point, we have been nominated. Two four seven has been nominated for promotion of the year. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Obviously, Where? What? right here, right here, oh. right here. Oh. Promotion of the year. I thought the nominees were... are. Well, you know, back in the day, like before two four seven was really around, there was a, a site called Bluegrass MMA. Oh yeah, and Shout Bluegrass out. used to have like, you know, it was all regional, and it was like. They would have these categories, and it would be like, you know, there would be matchmaker of the year, and Danny would win. And <laughs> <laughs> nice. Bah, 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 bah. Bluegrass was awesome, dude. Dude, Bluegrass was awesome. Yeah. And then, Shout out and McKinney. Then, and then and McKinney and like McKinney ran it with other people, and then it sold right to B B two B two bought it, and yeah. then B two like ran and like did anything with it. Destroyed it. I mean, it wasn't great. Whatever they did with it wasn't great. I don't know what it was. They didn't do anything. I think that's the problem. Yeah. Why'd they buy? Let's buy something and not do anything with it. And just kill it. Makes sense. That's like yeah. the UFC with pride. That one made sense. Because it was in yeah, Japan. Right. That one made yeah. sense. But yeah. Anyway, ladies or the, and gentlemen. Or the WWE with, with uh, WCW. You lost me with that one. Are well, you a pro wrestling guy, Jim? I used to what, be. What happened to your voice there? You lost me with that one. Are you a pro wrestling? I'll oh, use the chipmunk voice. This is when I talk about Are wrestling. Are you a pro wrestling? Are you a pro wrestling fan, Jim? Danny Paul. <laughs> I was waiting for him. I'm like, come on, Danny, let's go. We're doing it. We know what we're doing it. All right, so I'm just surrounded by pro wrestling fans. That's wait, fine. is Jim? He said he used to be. Yeah, 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 big time. Was. But, well, but so, my, for me, it was uh, it was more WWF. Yeah. That's that's what I grew up watching and and loved it. You were, you're are you ten years older than me? So you you're ten a years smarter is the way that to correct. really say it. Ten years uglier. One hundred percent correct. <laughs> that <laughs> and, makes sense. Me and Hunter like pick on each other about the our little go tos. So he always says that makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. He used to. What was the other thing I used to? Correct. You would say correct. No, what was the I, thing? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And and I would say correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. If someone said something like, "You guys went to the to the park today, didn't you?" I would say correct. Correct. Well, you got that from me. 
Correct. <laughs> Danny Palm. All right. Are we done here, folks? Hey, guys, thanks for watching. Jim's, Jim's uh, make sure you listen to uh, the podcast. Remember, we changed the date. It's 1-6-23 at 7 p.m. We will be live on 247 Live with those award winners. Additionally, we're also going to have on the Facebook page, on the Instagram page, we're going to have the link for you to... Um, for you to fill out the survey for these nominated, um, yeah. yeah, people. Yeah, things. you guys will play a part. It's not just our vote, it's the fans. So things are going to get interesting because I know there's a lot of loyal gyms out there. You guys are going to rally the troops and get your guys voting. So it could come down to the fan vote. Hello, people. Goodbye, people. Wait a second. Hold on. Did I, did I mess something up? What'd you mess we- up? Wait, did we leave off Danny with a vote? No, he said mm-hmm. you said that. One, two, three. Luke, Luke, and you as a tiebreaker. Me as a tiebreaker, and two for the fans. Two for the fans. You One, said two, five, three, which is actually yes, six. it's actually six. That's what I messed up. It's there's six total votes. Math is hard. Any ties? I that's the only time I'm I'm even in the equation. But well, I have that's his strategy. Everyone's going to be a tie. Watch. Ryan Middleton is going to win every award. <laughs> the winner right right in awards. Ryan Best Middleton. Newcomer. Of the year, Ryan Middleton. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious, boy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, let's do some other voices before we leave. No, please. End this. End the stream, Danny. <laughs> you must end the stream. <laughs> We're the chipmunks. I'm done with you guys. This is unreal. I'm done with these guys. Hey guys, thanks for thanks for listening and watching. All right, we're out. Peace.